I picked her up for our first date. I told her I'd be there at eight. And she came down the stairs at eight thirty. She said, I'm sorry that I took so long. Didn't like a thing that I tried on. But let me tell you, son, she sure looked pretty. Yeah, she'll take her time. I don't mind waiting on a woman. Brad Paisley, we feel your pain right now. <laughs> we are starting this show and we are waiting on Miss Alex, but she hasn't showed up yet. So we are just like Brad Paisley. We told her we were going to start at a certain time and she ain't here, so we're just waiting. Waiting on a woman. Waiting. Yes. But, hey guys, welcome to the Joe Show. I am Joe, your host, here with my boys Mason and Marcus. What's up, guys? How you doing? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm here. I'm alive. On yeah. time. That is good. <laughs> Joe, why do you know, you're the only one that sounds like, oh, yeah, I'm just like, oh, I'm alive, man. <laughs> and Marcus is like, well, I'm here. Okay, but here's the thing. <laughs> Usually, when we do... These uh, usually when we do the show, I'm kind of like, eh. and, then, and then I gotta bring the fire. Uh, but this okay, time I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. So, all right, okay, fire's so, brought. All right, let's do this. We're gonna start the show like we always started. Mason and Marcus are gonna tell some stories right quick. So Mason, what happened to you at work? Oh, okay. So Olive Garden. So basically, uh, so I was scheduled to work Wednesday, this Wednesday, last one, it was this one, this Wednesday morning, and yeah, we lost all sound. I can't hear nothing. What are you talking about? We lost all sound. We didn't lose all sound. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, anyways. Uh, I was scheduled to work a Wednesday morning shift earlier this week, or I believe, yeah, earlier this week. And uh, basically, uh, so, you know, we, we, we usually get there about two hours before open. And as the opening dishwasher. Yeah, you usually get there two hours before you open. Yeah, we go get there at 9 and we open at 11. Shoot, I only get there an hour before I open, no. usually. Well, Joe, like, you got to think, we got to prepare everything, like, I will tell you. Okay. What is there to prepare? All y'all stuff is frozen. No. Okay. <laughs> let me tell you. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Let me let me do some justice here. Okay. Right. I'm gonna tell you what I I don't know what everybody justice. else does, but as a dishwasher, there's a lot I have to do. Wait, weren't you promoted? Yes, but also I still open for dish to yeah. too. He's double fisting right now. Yeah, I'm double fisting. Hopefully triple fisting. I might be go for a <laughs> ser- I might I might go for a server. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know triple penetration, man. Like it's new. Did you try? I it? took that in multiple ways. <laughs> I am going to start having like a button here that just says sound bites. <laughs> so like every time you say something, I'm just gonna press that button. Sound bites. So that way you know that <laughs> what you said was gonna be a sound bite. No, it just it's just like uh, you know, honestly it's just like the old like like eighty shit like cars is just like Mason. <laughs> 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 Sound bite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that. Um, I, I will get on it. Go ahead. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Well, okay. Answering your question, what we we do, we get there two hours, because as a dishwasher, I have to get there. I have to set the machine up. All right, and that's including put water in it, scrub it out. The dishwasher. Yeah, dishwasher. You have machine. to get the dishwasher ready. Yeah. Why is the dishwasher at a restaurant more complicated than a dishwasher at home? Bruh. Okay. No, it's a, it's a sanitizer. <laughs> so, bruh, no, there's so much more to it when it comes to that. Like, you have to change the water in there because it reuses the water in there every, at least every two hours. You're making his point. <laughs> what? Okay, no, it's more complicated because like they don't go like I'm like a dishwasher, they go in for two hours or an hour or so. They go in for about ten, fifteen seconds. Okay. And that water is going 
fish and everything, and then we're also you were using the water in the tank, so we have to make sure that that water is clean. So we have to change that water every two hours and clean the machine every two hours in order to ensure that our water is going to be uh, like quality, or we're going to end up with a bunch of black stuff and we just have to wash all okay. the dishes. I understand where you're coming from on how this all works, and I'm not blaming you at all, but I ain't no plumber either, you know. <laughs> I, I told you about the water, the water break, didn't I? Too. No, 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 no. I don't think you did. Hold on, wait on the wait on that story right quick. All right. But like I said earlier, I ain't no plumber, but. It, wouldn't it make sense to have that tank hooked to a drain where all that water goes underground or something, and then y'all just go in there 15 minutes early, flip a switch, then it fills up with good water, and then you flip that like a washer? No. <laughs> okay. I don't look. I don't make the machine. I didn't make the machine, man. Okay. I'll tell you this: the machine, the drain, they're completely separate parts. The drain is right underneath. There's a gap between the. The, there's a gap between the machine's tank, which we have to unlock. Okay. And then we have to, after we unlock it, the water goes inside that there, inside of there, and then we have a basket down there that catches all uh, the uh, debris from yeah, the food. And like everything. a filter. Yeah, we have to pull that up. And that's why it's um, external, so that we can have that um, ability to uh, make sure that we're, so the drain doesn't flood, you know? Okay. So, so does your dishwasher. Because that's what we're talking about, the dishwasher, Yeah, right? we're talking about the... Uh, so the dishwasher, it's got to clean better than a regular dishwasher. It does, yes. Okay, because I was going to say, if it doesn't clean better than a regular dishwasher, why the hell are you going through all well, these goddamn steps? It comes, uh, yeah, so it's, I don't know how hard the pressure is. I know the dishes, we need to kind of, or we don't need to, but typically the dishes come out about 193 and 195. Gotcha. Uh, so hot that we have to wear the gloves, especially when you're working with like the metal items. You yeah. have to wear these gloves and get it. But after a while, you just become so used to it, and you just can't like just grab it off and just do it. Like I can just. Like, oh, so you develop calluses. Yeah, basically, where I can just grab it, or grab a hot thing, and just take it over and be like, oh yeah. Because this is, aren't you the same guy who was like, yeah, two weeks in, you got a second degree burn. Yeah. Yeah. I get. Yeah, I got a second degree burn between my fingers. You get a lot of burns and cuts. Okay, so I'm sorry I got you off on your dishwashing tra- rabbit hole, okay? Yeah. <laughs> rabbit hole? Yeah. Okay, I guess What so. were you trying, what was the original story you were going to oh. tell? Oh, the original short story was that, uh, so basically I come in, you come in two hours before, and we're doing everything, and so, I mean, I, I basically had done everything at this point, I'm sitting there just doing my, uh, my second phase of my morning dishes that I usually do at about like nine, ten, ten thirty or so. Yeah. And so I'm getting those through and then all of a sudden the lights start flickering off and on. And uh they shut off. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is also is that what's supposed to happen is we have a generator that's supposed to snap back on. That didn't happen. <laughs> And everybody was that. Like, they were like, "Okay, so we have to wait five, like ten, five to ten minutes for that generator to kick on." Waited five to ten minutes. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. It's supposed to be like five to t- five. <laughs> no, it's supposed to be like fifteen seconds at the well, most. Yeah, I mean, like it's it took a while. Listen, I mean, I, th- I think I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm saying. It's five ten minutes. I was giving it the benefit of the doubt. Now, earlier, say I said I didn't. I wasn't a plumber, but I yeah. did used to be an electrician. <laughs> okay. All right. And our generac generators. They were supposed to, you were supposed to wait 10 to 15 seconds. I mean, literally, we'd be like, okay, so, man, what we're going to do right now is we're going to shut your power off right here, and then we're going to shut it off and then turn it back on. We're going to let that generator kick in. So we go, pew, and we wait, and we do our counting, and then you would get to uh, 10 seconds, and you start hearing, and then when 15 seconds came on, that's not what you hear. And then, all the lights came back on. That's not what happened. Like, <laughs> like what happened? You saw the lights flicker. They were like, it was like, and then like it just went off. And the emergency <laughs> lights came on, and we were like, and then. Uh, so did y'all open? No. Like, and, they, and then and one of the guys in line was like, uh, "That's not supposed to happen." Like half, like the lights supposed to be on by now. Like, so what we had to do, we had um, to goes going out. We had um, some kind of meeting <laughs> going out, so we had to cancel those orders. And we had to like rush everything, not rush, but like just get everything. Um, I like we had to get used everything in the ice machine because that wasn't on, so we had to use that ice. <laughs> Excuse me. 
to clean, uh, to make everything nice and to make everything cold. Mm-hmm. You had to do, do that, and we had to like make. You had to do that and construct it to where we were able to put everything inside of the freezer in one trip. Yep. Because we didn't want to use the cold. You know, we didn't want to like use all that out. And then eventually, uh, I was let go. Not let go, but you know, I was. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. I was. I was temporarily. I was temporarily. You were allowed to go home. Yeah, I was allowed to go home. There yes. Because it let go. I'm like, damn, Mason, they fired you. <laughs> yeah, they fired like, me. Yeah, they fired me. I told you I had shifts there. Yeah, you know? Yeah, so that's what happened. They, I mean, hey, like, they needed a fall guy. They had yeah. to be Mason. <laughs> they were just sitting there, damn, the lights went out. You know what? Mason, you're the one of the best goddamn workers here, but you're fired for making the lights go out. Like, I, I, no, it's like, damn, the lights are out. Okay, we're going to fire the one person that we can barely see. Uh, the one black guy. There's <laughs> something fishy going on here. But yeah, they... Uh, uh, we had to get everything in there, and uh, we didn't end up. Yeah, so I, I went home for about two hours, and like, oh, we'll call you like if we need you. I was like, okay. Uh, I got home, stayed home for about two hours, and then they called me back mm-hmm. in, like twelve forty-four, and then we opened at one. Mm. So I came back, and we had these dishes, I had dishes piled up, and mm. that got me really behind. So. Listen, I would have went home and made love to myself, and then I would have passed out from all the exhaustion. <laughs> they would have called me up, and I'd have been like. Then we're like, Joe, we tried to call you. I'm like, dude, y'all sent me home. <laughs> I ain't playing those coming back. Gonna, that's what they're saying. If you, we need you, I'm like, you guys are going to need me because nobody else is coming in yeah. like, after me. So <laughs> like, you guys are going to need me because nobody's coming in until three. My I, I like but. how much faith you have in your other coworkers. <laughs> no. Because they're, they're cutting he everybody's speak, He be speaking we're, we're in the We're in the slow season, so what they're doing, they're starting to cut people's hours back and give them less hours, and they're giving me more because I'm opening for uh, the guy who, the, I'm on his, on his two days off, I'm opening for him. So, like, that that's where it's like, it's like nobody's coming in until three, and then you guys are like, hey, you're kind of the guy over there. So that's why know. you cannot be the best worker, guys. Marcus, Mason, you cannot be the best worker at your job because your job will take advantage of you because they'll say, oh, this person works really, really good. He does the job. He or she does the job really, really good. So what we're going to do is this guy over here who who barely does shit, we're going to give him the day off, and then we're going to put all this work on this guy who does all the good good work. According to – according, I'm I'm not the best worker, so. Who's the best worker? Um, Haley, apparently. Did you hear that from Who your said that? Uh, that's what, like, Brody, Trandy, and Clayton have all told me that Logan has said specifically. Well, that's because she, they all have a boner for her. Haley, if you're listening, probably <laughs> yeah, they do. But, okay, I understand she gets the job done fast. Yeah, but it's strictly best because of her speed. Yes, but then you also got them always calling her, calling her about... Getting the job done too quickly. Is that so yeah. So the two things that I know that like has like basically has been preached about constantly, like, like I know that like one of those things or both is something that she has issues with mm-hmm. and doing. Yet is still considered the best worker. Yeah, that's stupid. That's I what mean, I'm saying. Like, I, like okay. So I can understand her with her speed being the best worker. I understand that, but with her having problems. You know, things that she's not supposed to be doing. You can't, you're not a good worker if you're b- disobeying the rules. Like yeah. me, I was pretty good at my job. You could probably say I was one of the best workers. But I was still not obeying all the rules, so I don't fit into that category. So, yeah, I, I mean, so. she's a great worker. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. It depends. I mean, are they talking about speed or quality? Like, cause Well, she does both. I mean, okay. well, okay. No, nah, not oh. all the time. She, she's good. She's fast. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's where yeah. we are at all of Garden. Well, it depends on where you're, where you're working at. Yeah, <laughs> and the power's not out. <laughs> yeah, and the power's not out. Okay. <laughs> so, love dogging Olive Garden. Mason, come on anytime and talk about Olive Garden so we can just make fun of them. I still have questions about their generator and their <laughs> dishwasher because it just don't make no goddamn sense how I can have a, a dishwasher at home where I just pop the dishes in and then when it's done, all the water and stuff drain out and then I can take those well, dishes I mean, yeah, out. You have a drain. They apparently uh, do not. Okay. I'll give you this one scenario. Cut a hole in the goddamn no, floor. No, no, I, no, I'll give you the scenario. There Basi- sure already be I one I want to tell kitchen. you that mm-hmm. we already use enough water when it comes to just strictly um, cleaning all the pasta and everything off 
that basically in order to to serve more water, we have to use the water in the tank of the. It's, it's what the fuck are you cleaning the pasta out for? It's not an orange. <laughs> Bruh, no, no, we're not peeing the pasta okay. off. I, mean, I like, feel like we're getting, like, we, we're getting, like, this could the... be a whole episode just talking shit on Olive Garden. I feel like we need to stop before we get ahead. We do have other topics. Finish racing right quick. Okay, we'll so when work. we get the pasta, like, you don't know how lethal Alfredo is until you work in the dish tank, okay? This stuff is like glue. Like, you be washing this stuff, and what happens is that water gets in the tank, and you know, what happens is it starts bubbling. Oh, wait. Up. So you're talking you're about, about washing, you're talking it, about washing it, it after. After. Oh, I thought you were. Awesome. Listen, I pictured y'all having gloves <laughs> on with a big thing of Alfredo <laughs> just running it underwater before you cook that it. That happens afterwards. Okay. We, 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 we do that. We boil it. Then we chill it. Wash, we put it inside wash, of there. Wash the Alfredo. Da, da, yeah. Da, da. I yeah. I thought oh, you yeah. had some scrub yeah, brushes with soap on it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, we're that's gonna we, we gotta clean this off. Like no. that's Everything why I said like an orange. Like, let's get that. Let's get that <laughs> like cardboard a, residue off so the customer doesn't taste it. Who washes an orange? <laughs> <laughs> who washes an orange? You just peel it off. That's what the peel's for. Uh, <laughs> I know the answer to this question. You don't want the answer to this question, but I know the answer to this question. What's the answer to the question, Marcus? <laughs> who do I live with? <laughs> hey, does she washes oranges. She washes oranges. Like once we get them home, like wash them and then put them in, and afterwards they'll just peel. Okay, so listen. I thought, I thought, I thought my, I thought my wife washing like strawberries and grapes was weird. But then after we got this little strainer that cleans them, there's a lot of dirt on them, and we eat the skin of those fruits. But an orange, you peel that stuff off, man. Yeah. Like I mean, some people do eat the skins. Yeah, they do. Like. I know my mother, my grandmother-in-law, she eats the what? whole apple. Did you just say what I think you just said? What did I say? I think I just heard you say Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I like skins and all. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Jeez. Listen, I'm a dumbass when I said <laughs> you washed the orange. So that's my fault on there. But Maybe listen, I, you you know what? Actually, you are a serial I'm killer. I'm pretty sure I saw that, but I may be wrong, so let's not take my word for word. Okay, okay. But you are a serial killer if you eat the <laughs> skin of an orange or, like, bananas. Like, okay, you know, watermelon. I've seen people just eat, like, you, you have the pre-cut watermelon, and they just eat the whole thing, and they're just... All, you know. There's some Peppa Pig stuff right here. Or, okay, last thing we're going to go to Marcus's topic. <laughs> or you get people to eat chicken wings, and you know how you know you eat around the bone? No, they'll just bite the little wings off, and then just, <laughs> and that's how they eat chicken. Like like the whole bone? Mm-hmm, everything. By the time they're done with it, they're, they don't have nothing to throw away. How your teeth are crying in agony. Uh-oh, and our teeth are the strongest things. Harder than well, the yeah, diamonds if you like can keep them up. Mm. Okay, 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 okay. So, what we're going to do is we're going to flip. I want to see if I can try this. Let's do this right here. Okay, so I'm going to hit this button, Marcus, and then when we come back from it, you start. You ready? Three, two, one. Oh, wait. It didn't work because I got the sound off. Hold on. <laughs> Three, two, one. All right. All right. So, two things. One's real quick. One happened today. Um, I broke property. You broke property? Yeah. Okay, so when you say you broke property, it's kind of like I, <laughs> I, like something like I accidentally yeah. committed property damage. Oh, mm-hmm. so what did you do? Uh, so I was del- I, I, I was delivering to the Hope Resource Center on Lincoln. Yes. Um, and so it was two beds from swimming for like I'm assuming for fosters. Okay. Like that. Um, so they have a little side door that you can go through that way you're not going through the whole building and kind of like zigzagging. So I go into there and they ha- held the door open for me. I didn't realize there was a block there. Uh-huh. I was holding the door open, mm-hmm. so I, as I was leaving, I was tempted to close it. I knocked the door off its hinges. Good lord! Over <laughs> here, Superman! Over here, I wasn't trying. See, that's what I tell people. See, when I tell people like if I'm messing with something small and I'm trying to either tear it apart or put it together, I'm always telling people, "Listen, I'm not used to messing with stuff this small. Uh, I'm afraid I'm gonna break it." They're like, "Joe, you're not that strong." It's like I used to be a garbage man. And we used to just throw stuff around. And then I'm a, I used to be a FedEx driver where we used to just throw stuff around. So I've been using my strength in all my careers. And now I'm in a job right now where I don't 
get to do that because I'm afraid I'm become a weakling. Well, as much you still have to carry those boxes. Yeah, I still gotta carry those boxes, but once you start carrying the vacuum, uh, whoops! I don't even think we even said anything like that. Hey guys, I'm a salesman for Kirby Vacuums. There we go. You said it in the last episode. Did I say it in the last I'm pretty episode? Pretty sure. Yeah. Okay, so maybe yeah, yeah. There we go. I'm a salesman for Kirby right now. It's a pretty good gig. I'm gonna get Marcus and Mason in there one day. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Alright, so the other thing, um, so this is kind of like a, it's a new story from '99. New uh, new story from '99. You said new story. New story. New story. Whoa. Let me see if I can find my button. We haven't done one of those in a while. Yeah, we have not. Oh, I can't even find it because it's. Put, it's been so long. Yeah, because I we stopped doing it, so I hit it. He's pretty close. Okay, so fine. Go ahead. All right. So, what do you think is the most like dangerous activity a person can do? Lawn darts. Okay. Okay. I like the idea, but keep. I mean, kind of keep that sentence. Okay. Okay, the most something I, I something you would diving. never do. Skydiving. That's it. Sky. Oh. 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 Okay. So this is a skydiving okay. incident. Okay. So. This, so the person in question is a one Joan Murray. <laughs> oh, that sounds oh, close dang to it. It's one of our relatives. <laughs> yeah. So. Joan, Joan Murray was a 47-year-old bank executive for the Bank of America that lived in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, she had participated in several uh, skydi- skydiving adventures, uh, uh, completed 35 jumps. Okay. So, wasn't really a pl- pro, but like nowhere close to being like called a novice. Yeah. On September 25th, 1999, Joan woke up and traveled to Chester County, South Carolina, and to go on another like jump, mm-hmm. uh, so took, takes off in the plane, gets up to the altitude, jumps and everything, gets to a point, pulls her cord, nothing happens. See, this is why I don't want to go skydiving. People are always like, uh, "Hey, Joe, you want to go skydiving?" And I'm like, literally, what would happen is the worst thing that could happen to me would happen. That. Right there is the one thing I'm afraid of, that I would just, for some reason, get the balls enough to go skydiving. And I'm like, whoa! After I did tandem with the person already on my back, so this is like my second time, second time by myself, I'm like, whoa! Yeah! Foink! 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 Hey, okay, let's do the, because they have two. They have an emergency one, so, okay. Yeah, yeah it's just like, like, yeah, we'll go into the, like, let me Sorry. read a little more. Okay, so. So she had to think quickly. Her chute did not deploy, and it had... As it had previously in the 35 times she's done this. So she reaches for the reserve chute. Uh, and it deployed as it should. Uh, she she began to be, slow down and hit her set, but the unthinkable happened. She began to spin. Uh, she spanned so quickly the cord of her reserve chute became entangled and she was once again falling. Good lord. So, <sighs> I, I, if you, uh, for those of you who don't understand, like, so, like, if you remember the old, like, for our older listeners, if we have younger listeners, like, the egg and the parachute type science experiment you would do in class. Like, so, you would like... He was homeschooled. Explain. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so basically, you, like, you, the egg is held up by a point, and there are four wires that, like, for the chute. So, like, it has three intersection points. She, because she spin around, it got entangled to, be, like, basically be, like, a wire, like how wires interchange. Gotcha. Which decreased the parachute... So it couldn't function as properly. So she began to descend quickly. Now, how fucked up is that? Okay, so now, so you're, okay. So you jump out the air, airplane, you try to deploy your chute, pew, nothing happens. You get your reserve chute, pew, you're like, whew, thank you, Jesus. Then you start spinning, and then it gets to a point to where now you're falling again. You went from, oh, dear Lord, to, whew, thank you, Jesus, to, oh, dear Lord. This is a perfect movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At 700 feet, her chute, her reserve chute completely deflated, and she was rushed towards the earth at 80 miles per hour. Onlookers could only watch in horror as Joan's body slammed to the ground nearby. Emergency responders were notified and quickly rushed to the scene. Now, this sounds like a terrible, horrible story for me to try to admit. Fun fact is, she survived. I have heard <laughs> stuff like that. See, this is one of them things, right? <laughs> People always talk about 
people always like, yeah, if you do, if you jump off of something or something like that, like if you jump off a mountain and then you hit splat, you definitely going to die. And I say, nope. And they say, Joe, what you mean? No, no, no. She straight up should have died for if it wasn't for the circumstances that happened where she landed. Where'd she land? She landed in a fire ant's nest. And they stung her. Like, they bit her, like, excessively. All the, like, the poison, the toxins, like, from the fire ants kept her respiratory system alive for enough for responders to get her safely to the hospital. Get the fuck out of here. So listen, not only did she have a life or death experience of falling out of an airplane, now she lands into fire ants and they're stinging the hell out of her. Yep. Like, and at this point you want to be dead, you know? Oh, just make it stop. Why? Take me now, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Fire ants secreted venom known as, I'm not going to be able to pronounce that word, uh, when the fire ants continued to sting Joan as she was waiting for medical personnel, they released this venom, which basically stimulated her nervous system and kept her heart beating. That is the only reason this woman survived. So now is she like, bones got to be crushed. Uh, but see, but here's the thing too. Okay, so she had to land. So the, so uh, the, the, that was the I, I can go on. See, Joan remained in a coma for two weeks, but but was able to make a full recovery after 20 reconstructive surgeries and 17 blood transfusions. She had rods placed in her legs and her spine. Wait, she had placed in her legs and spine in her pelvis to basically put her back together. She began physical therapy and was able to walk from her wheelchair to the car upon leaving the hospital. Her doctors even wrote miracle on the front of her file before putting it away. Yes, because, okay, so that's the thing. So if you break your legs or any part of your back, or if, Wait, she, what? if, she, if she would have landed what? on her neck the wrong way, well, she would be instantly dead. Yeah. Yeah. So the fact is that when she hit that ant, when she hit the ant, uh, it probably like, wiggled around her insides a bit, then she would have died, right? Mm -hmm. But then all that stuff with the heart, okay. Uh, so I, I keep reading more. Uh, Joan <laughs> continued to work at the Bank of America after her accident, turning down disability. In, in 2001, shortly after returning to work, she completed her 37th skydive. Oh, uh, hell no! <laughs> See, listen, you fucking people out there who are just such adrenaline junkies, get the hell out of here. That would have been a one. Listen, what? What? It was 36. That was her 36 jump. Yeah, it was. Uh, like, had completed 35. Went on her 36. Had the accident. Then two years later, completed her 37. Listen, I would have passed out once I jumped out the plane. <laughs> Oh, I'd be having flashbacks. They were like, what Joe die of? Well, he jumped. He tried to do skydiving no, you, again. Yeah, you, and he had a heart yeah, you died of PTSD. Right <laughs> it's now. like you have the yeah. ball. You have the balls, and as soon as you jump, you just drain out. Yeah. It's like, they just, oh, what am I doing? Yeah, they just fall out. Okay, that was a weird, crazy story. Because you got to also think about too. Like I said, that impact should have killed her on the spot. And then the fact that they did 20 goddamn surgeries to get her back up and going. Yeah. And she's walking, going to work, you know, and she's not disfigured or anything. Like, I mean, there's probably like scar tissue all over yeah. her body. but Yeah. Good Lord. Wait, but, but didn't you just? <laughs> what, the funniest, wouldn't it be funny if they, she was like married to this her husband for a long time and then he was just like, they was like, Mr. Peters, hey, your wife fell out of a plane and she's almost dead. He's like, yes. And they're like, Mr. Peters, after two months of a coma and a bunch of surgery, she's back. God damn it. <laughs> so I, I went ahead and looked up some more. I found another like parachute skydiving story. This one is recent. Like really recent. Um, Listen. <laughs> so like, Go ahead. A Virginia skydiver who'd become entangled in her parachute in the middle of her 13,500 foot jump has not only lived to tell a tale, but is in the midst of preparing for the summit of Mount Everest. Nope. Jordan Hatmaker, a 35-year-old from Virginia Beach, Virginia, just barely survived a near-death experience and forcing dollars to remark that it was miraculous. She's not only alive, but not paralyzed. Nine days ago, I never... So, this is a quote from her, I'm assuming. Um, Nine days ago, I never knew how much my world would change. Did, did She wrote in a... 
on Instagram post in November 23 of 21. All right. She went into detail on how the the jump on November 14th was her 16th solo jump as an accelerated free fall student, making her just shy of receiving an EA li- a license, which provides proof that her that a new skydiver has completed her training and is now clear to jump without supervision. Wait, so you have to go jump 16 times before you can get a license? Without supervision. Well, you have to, yeah, oh, yeah. so without supervision. So that means basically she can hop on a plane and go skydiving her goddamn self. Yeah, I'd say, uh, yeah. See, I would want somebody with me the whole time. <laughs> a high-speed malfunction caused a horseshoe where the uh, the bridle wrapped the uh, the the bridle yeah, yeah wrapped around my legs. The mane didn't come out, and my legs stayed suspended in the air. What? She was skydiving with the horse now? (laughs) (laughs) Here's a a picture of her. Huh. Huh. After her legs became ensnared in the ropes of her primary parachute, she set to release her reserve, which unfortunately got sent out in the opposite direction of the first one, leading to what what those in the diving community refer to as a downplane. So she's like upside down? As the and then she pops her the parachute. Parach- yeah, the parachute wrapped around her legs. Okay, so wrapped around her legs. So now she's upside down, falling. Her legs are up in the air, and she does her mm. reserve parachute, and that pops successfully, right? Mm. And so now she's falling gracefully, right? No, I felt like in the opposite direction too. Yeah, it took all. Of, yeah, so it goes on to say, I re- I regained a bit of control and was able to sem- semi steer myself. 300 feet. My main deployed two suspended me in an accelerated downplane spiral, she explained. It took all of 20 seconds for the moment Miss Hatmaker released the cord to when she hit the ground, when she, where she remained fully conscious after being airlifted to Centara Northfolk General Hospital in Virginia. Can you imagine? She broke something. Yeah. yeah, obviously. And she laid Spent conscious. 25 days in the hospital, five of which were spent in the ICU, recovering from a shattered ankle, broken shin bone, and broken back, and a spinal injury. Can you imagine? You falling, you break all that, and you sitting there like Rose on the Titanic blowing that whistle. <laughs> <laughs> I, for, like, for the supposed like over 13,000 feet drop, like to only break that much is actually yeah. a hell yeah. of a miracle. And listen, there are two ways I don't want to dry, I don't want to die. That's drowning yeah. and falling from the sky. <laughs> because those are those are some those are one of those things where you have to <laughs> accept that <laughs> yeah, you're going to die. Yeah, you just down in the water, you can't <laughs> breathe, you can kind of see where yeah. you need to be and you just like mm, I'm dead and then you fall and you just like Yep. <laughs> did, did, did Jack die from drowning, or did he die from being frozen to death? Being frozen. Okay. <laughs> did you, when we talked, did, we, what, Charles um, Jargon, the guy who drank the alcohol, yeah. that's how he survived. Okay, that's yeah. good fact. Yeah, <laughs> because Rose didn't want to, he, she didn't want to share the goddamn door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I have no, words to describe listen, that. Listen, I'm telling you yeah. what. Jack's dick must have been good, but it must not have been that good. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That's, I mean, come on. I was close to a spit take. That was <laughs> oh. Because you got to think about it. They Okay. There's a scene <laughs> behind the scenes where James Cameron is in the water with the script talking to Lee, Leo and Kate. And both of them are sitting on the door <laughs> looking over the script. While James is pointing to it, and I'm like, "That's proof. That's proof right there that both of them can fit in there." Fuck you, James Cameron, for making everybody feel so goddamn sad for this boy. Man, shoot! Listen, she could have had a great life. No, she didn't. Just went out here and had somebody else. Plus, wow, made me mad. You know, and then there's a lot of trauma. Now this old lady got to tell her granddaughter, "Yeah, baby." Your grandpapa watching the first love of my life. <laughs> I had another man. And plus, what, what, 
He was a time traveler. Yeah. What if, what yeah. if what if when they had sex? Sorry, we're going on a Titanic thing, but this is my thing. <laughs> what what if they had sex and Rose got pregnant and then she got with another man and then <laughs> said that the baby was the man's? <laughs> Awkward. Okay. So we are going to do. Uh, we're gonna since I don't have since I did not have the music for the news. We're going to do an outro of the news and then we're going to go right into a break. So guys, we'll be right back after this. Hi, I'm Sarah and every week my co-host Joe and I sit down and talk about some really crazy true crime cases. We are not expert investigators, just true crime listeners like you. So join us every Tuesday at 8 a.m. on Spotify and on YouTube. You may just help us solve a case. After you haven't podcasted, in like a long time it's very hard for you to get all your buttons and everything ready because usually i got my stuff on the spot literally like right after those ads and stuff i'm like bam hitting that buddy button and stuff buddy but yeah man we've talked about washing oranges skydiving accidents jack and rose from titanic but I had a question for these guys that I was supposed to take up most of the first <laughs> We planned this too. The first question, you're the one who did this like the dishwasher. Listen. <laughs> I didn't say anything, man. How the show plane was supposed to go was you guys were supposed to do your little, you know, I say, hey, what's going on in your lives? Y'all give me a little bit of stuff and then I go into the top, the big topic of the day. Yeah, but he wasn't expecting us to come in with some fire shit. No, I was not. <laughs> and then uh, we were supposed to have Alex here for the second half because Mason and Alex are starting something new and we wanted them to do it together. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to plan anything for the second half because... But yeah, that, that first part of that bit with Alex and Mason might be a Patreon thing. You should definitely go to our Patreon. $1, $3, $5. Definitely help me support the podcast and all of that. Yeah. You should definitely go do that. You should also check out our merch. Like, we have t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, mugs stickers... Just, just try it all, man. Like, it really helps us out. Oh, yeah. And you know what? He stared up because he didn't expect <laughs> us to go this far. No, I did not. One of you talking about merch. The other talking about the Patreon. And you guys just really hurt and touched my heart right there. Like, I, we, like we came, like, we didn't come, like, we didn't come prepared. But somehow, like, when we started, we came prepared. Yes. Listen, and it, it, it's throwing this man off his game. I don't yeah, think of stories because, until after we're literally here, man. Yeah, because this motherfucker over here, he's pulling out his uh, uh, iPad over here, showing us new stories. I thought he was coming off the, all those stories with it off the top of his ass. And I was like, dude, this dude is just, I'm like, what is he looking down at? And then he shows us his little iPad. And I'm like, Oh wait! You didn't know the entire time yeah, I had this. I didn't know. I didn't know until you pulled that up. That's the first time we ever went through a whole song. <laughs> I, I, I didn't get one. Yeah, you do. It was very good. It was very excellent. We have to give you applause around on that. It was very excellent. Yes. <laughs> oh, there they are. Thank you. Thank you. Don't do the mic, dude. But. Yeah, I was not prepared for <laughs> yeah, any of this. You guys did an excellent job. And I also want to let you guys know, too, about Comic Corner. Comic Corner is a show where Marcus and Mason, they're on there. They talk about myths. They talk about legends. They talk about uh, Marvel, DC, anime. They talk about a lot of stuff. I don't like, oh, there's a, I've been talking about your guys' show a lot because uh, I got this thing called Bumble BFF, right? Okay. <laughs> so that sounds familiar. Yeah. So Bumble, we all know what Bumble is. It's the yeah. dating app, just like Tinder. Yeah. But one of the things with it is like you, what is it? Like if I like somebody, they have to also, we have to kind of match or something, right? Well, yeah. Bumble, the female has to reply first. Yes. In this case, it's Bumble BFF. So you have people looking for friendships. 
you still have some people in there still looking for relationships. But in Bumble BFF, it's strictly people looking for friends, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been talking to a bunch of people that I, you know, relate to and stuff like that. And then I, in, in my little title, it's like I love, I love uh, movies, I love my family, and I love podcasting. So people have been asking us, asking me about the podcast, and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I've got three shows that I do. And it's like I got the Joe Show, I got Code One Eighty Seven, and my boys, they also do Comic Corner. So I've been talking about you guys a lot, but go check out Comic Corner. It's a really, really great show. I've been getting r- lots of feedback from people that y'all know, that I know, that are kind of in our circle. They've been giving me feedback about it, what they think about it. Um, and Wait, also... Should we hear this feedback, too? <laughs> what? I don't know. They just said it was a good show. Okay, I mean, like, <laughs> Nobody really went into it. They said they like it. It was a good show. They listen weekly. Tell us why we're doing Ooh. wrong. Tell us why we're doing good. You should try and hit us up on like, Instagram. What do we have, man? Nerd underscore nation cc doc. I don't know. I said dot com. I was like, oh, like yeah, yeah, I ain't got a website like, yet. You know, yeah, I know. Listen, you're gonna be like us, where Gabriel and I, we were very ambitious. We were like, yes, we got a website. Go to www.tjs.com. I mean, I mean, but then we didn't keep the up. The Joe Show kind of has a website because we, we have, have like, patreoncom slash Marcus Joe Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. Have like one of those one shows with the uh, cringy dance where you have your fingers go like that. The thing going like, no, TGIS. No, 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 no. Be like that dude off of who is Illinois. Uh, ilpaving.com. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> I got that. I, I hate that guy's commercials. Like, I understand. I know who to call when I need my driveway paid, but <laughs> every time. Yeah. It's like, bruh, that doesn't work for some reason. It just doesn't. Yeah. Audio, man. But everybody loves it. Everybody loves it. Also, go check out Code 187. It is a true crimes podcast. We have been having a lot of good cases on there, and Sarah and I work really hard on there. Mainly, Sarah does all the work. I'm just there to react and <laughs> stuff like that. She does. I can't. I'm not even going to lie. I don't. I mean, I record. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, he smiles my. and looks pretty. Yeah, and I wow. fail at that most of the time. You know how many times <laughs> we finish? I'm like, we finish a recording. I'm like, yes, yes, we did it. You know, and Sarah, she's sitting there with me. Yes, we did it. And I'm like, I forgot to record video. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, well, check out those. Uh, check out Code 187 um, and check out Comic Corner. Those are some good podcast so since we're talking about podcasts and everything um you got a question for us yeah like what drives you like i know we were talking about no 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 really oh like this ain't gosh. this ain't a shot I, it's I did, not a shot i, I did no, i was really i, I, I was really thinking about this like i was really thinking about this about myself and then i knew it i knew once i said it y'all was gonna give me funny looks but i'm really i really want to know like what gets you guys going like, what gets you guys going to do stuff? Is it money? No. It, because I'll tell you for me, when I was younger, I approval was my big thing. I would quit jobs and I would get jobs because of, of, of approval. Like, when I was a garbage man, I loved that job. I thought it was a good job, but one of the reasons why I quit was because people looked down on that job, and I didn't want to be known as a garbage man my whole entire life, you know? So then I became a truck driver, you know, TNG. Nobody knew nothing about that. I finally got a good break when I worked for Ashley Furniture because everybody knew Ashley. Oh, you're a truck driver for Ashley? That's awesome. That's great. And then, you know, you got FedEx. And people were like, oh, my God, you're working at FedEx. You're going to retire, and you're going to be there your whole entire life. And then now I'm a vacuum salesman, and every body and their mom shits on it. <laughs> yeah, they I think do. It's a respectable yeah. profession. It is. I don't see why people are. But it's you're selling vacuums. Well, uh, okay, so what? <laughs> that's how. Well, I mean, think about this whole day and age, Mason. Like, I, I, I yeah, you'd see those in like old movies where people like there. You have that door to door salesman. Like, like I went. Like I've been around and seen it. Like how many times I've heard the word. Like those still exist. Like yes. they don't. Like they don't think it like exists anymore. So like seeing it is just like. They kind of see like with how technology but, is that the, the job is mean, obsolete. But I mean, think of us like we have casual jobs. Joe's a suit now, technically. I mean, yeah. This guy has he has to wear a suit to his job. Like, yeah. What? We still wear uniforms. And like, see, and I wear uh, jeans and a black shirt to my job. And here's the thing: I'm not gonna tell you how much money some of these guys are and gals are making out here, but they're making buku bucks out here off of vacuums, and that's just where I'm trying to be at, you know. And it's. I believe in the product, 
and I like selling the product. So what drives me now is money for my family, you know, and that I believe in the product. That's what drives me for this podcast is not the money, but I just like doing it. And then also, too, you know, I like people asking me about, oh, my God, you're a podcaster, you know, kind of a deal. I shouldn't have told my boss because my boss is like, Joe, you need to bring that podcasting energy, man. That pod- When you get on the phone, I need you to be like, hey, Mr. Blah, 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 I'm going to tell you what Kirby can do for you, what it can do for me, and what it can do for Kirby. You know, he want me to use Mr. my podcasting. Does he listen? I, okay. No, I don't think he does. Yeah. I hope to God he doesn't. Therefore, I'll never get hired. Yeah. How many, <laughs> how many bombs I've dropped? Oh, it's fine. We cuss yeah. at the job. But Decent. that's my question to you two and to the listeners. What drives you? What gets you going? What wakes you up in the morning? You know, what makes you ambitious? You know, Mason, you like to be into music and stuff. What encourages you and pushes you? Uh, music. I told you music's my drug. Okay, so music's your drug. So well, why? Is it just like... Well, I okay, mean, what, what no, drive? there's no new drug called music. He's just referring <laughs> to the actual song. Yeah, like actual music. Like, 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 don't, like, be, don't be looking for something that doesn't exist. Like, I know you, not, some of you are out there. I'm not putting down any of my friends who do like all the substances and drugs and everything. I like them a lot. Like Some of them are my best friends. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I'm just not into that. And music just gives me an escape. It provided me an escape ever since I was like, what, 10, 10 years old? Or yeah, about 10, like 10, 11 years old. I've been listening to music so that long, so long that it just provided me escape with everything. I want to provide that to other people, but yeah. So like, you you want to make people feel good with yeah. music? Yeah, that's how I feel about Gateway Pro. But I mean that that's not what drives me. <laughs> what drives you? What drives me to do everything I do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be funny, but fear. Fear. Yeah. Oh, so you you've got that Batman drive going on? I guess so. Wait, is that right, Marcus? Well, Batman's more PTSD, but yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, It's like... We don't have to get deep if you don't want to get deep, but I want to get deep if you want to get deep. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So, I don't know. So, it's kind of... It's a lot of things. So, when Joe is talking about (laughs) approval, I'm afraid of not being approved by people. Mm. I'm also afraid... I'm not getting, um, not achieving my dream of becoming mm. a music producer. Mm. I'm also afraid of. I'm working yeah, three yeah. double, working three doubles this week. Uh-huh. I'm afraid I'm not gonna have enough stuff. So what drives me to keep going, to keep going me everywhere I go, is the fear of not having these things. But at the same time, it also it may it's it's effect. It's like you have your cause and then you have your effect, your your consequence. Mm-hmm. My drive is fear. Mm-hmm. The consequence of this is that it, pr- it sometimes leads me to become very selfish at points. Mm-hmm. Even though I know I want even though I want a heart that cares about more people and do things for more people, well, it just makes that, and I'm, I'm very conscious of it, mm-hmm. but it just happens that way. And I don't like that I am driven by fear. I want to be driven more by just, you know. Well, fear can be a good thing. You, you want to know why? Well, yeah, I mean. Because right be. now I'm very fearful, right? You want to know what I want to talk about? So, I've heard podcasts. This is what I what's happening to me right now. I'm going through the podcast killer right now, right? So what happens is people start a podcast. They have this drive. They got all this energy to put in the podcast. They have all this time, but then life gets in the way, right? And then when life gets in the way, what happens? Die. The podcaster takes a break, and then when that podcaster takes a break, his show dies. Her, his or her show dies. And then a couple years, what happens? They come back and it's like, hey, hey, guys, I'm back. You know, all my fans and things that you guys who that were with me for those three or the four or five years, come on back. And then you lose it. And the podcast is dead. I'm going through that right now because I've got so much busyness going on that it's really hard for me to sit down and even try to do this. I haven't recorded a Patreon episode in a month or so because, you know, I really didn't need to. But I should be posting. I was getting into a point where I had two months' worth of episodes for Patreon ready to go because every Monday that's what I would do. And now I'm in this funk where I'm too tired to do anything or I want to spend time with my wife or I've got Code 187 to do or I got this show to do. Right now I just added another thing on my plate where I just did photography and I got to edit photos. And then 
hopefully there's a new podcast we're going to start recording in June. <laughs> next month? Yeah, to the end of the year so we can have lots of episodes ready for next year because we're going to try to start it out next year. So I'm in that mode right now where this could really kill the podcast. So we're going to see what happens, guys, with the Joe show. (laughs) 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 So, yeah. So, Marcus, what drives you? All right. So before we go into that, I I, I feel like I need to have a quote in regards to like what drives him. So there's fear. So like kind of for those like those who like like suffer like. Fear and like it like kind of like disables them to do things that they want to do. What the hell? Um, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry. So uh, I just found it's like, uh, do the thing you fear to do and keep on doing it. That is the quickest and surest way ever, yet discovered to conquer fear. Mm. Well, well, I'm not doing any of that. I don't know. I mean, mm. it's like staying in like the safe zone. It. It's very comfortable, even though, I don't know, I have so many things. It's like, you remember, you know the thing where it's like, if you know these things, why don't you do them? Mm. Yeah, I know in order to conquer what, you know, fear and everything, I need to do what I'm afraid of. And in order to do things that, like, I don't know, I guess I'm just afraid of taking that risk, but always in my head, every time there's something like, like when it comes to my music, buying equipment, I'm like, I can use this, but I'll be cutting it close with this certain thing, like what I want or something. Did you buy a keyboard? Yes, I did. Yeah, and I'm kind of like, how much do I want this? Like, am I willing to take this, I guess, leap of faith in order to get my dream over this thing? You know, it's like, how much am I willing to pay for my dream, is basically. Well, well, that's what you gotta think. I mean, listen, when we first started, you were doing the right thing. Because, like, I th- remember what I told you? When Gabriel and I first started this podcast, we were using USB mics. We had a laptop, USB mics. That's it. That mic you're using right now, it was USB, and that's all we were using. We didn't want to put too much money into it. Well, then guess what? We started getting listeners. I started getting Marcus. I started getting guests. I started getting you. And I was like, okay, we got to expand this. His excitement this. when I joined. Yes. You know, we started doing bigger and better things. You know, now we've got this big-ass soundboard right now. T- two sound yeah. ones later, three extra mics. Yes, you know. Plus it's great. Maybe. And now we're, we're sitting here talking about, I'm like, you know, once we get over this funk, over this hill with all this, once I start getting used to my like schedule and new stuff. Jo- yeah, here's the new job, us getting rid of our, I'm going to call our depressive episodes. Yeah, yeah. Once y'all get over that, we're gonna gonna start going towards video, and then we're gonna become bigger and better and stuff like that, you know. And I always hate this because I always say this all the time, and I hate it, and I hate it, and I hate it. A journey without trials. Come on, Mason, finish it. It's not a journey at all. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) So you know, you're gonna face stuff. Do we have that written on a wall somewhere? I feel like that's no. no. I, wrote, I wrote a song about it. Well, you wrote I'm a al- song about it? Because yes. I'm always saying it's called, it. It's called, uh, uh, what is it? It's P.S. I forget what it's called. It's like P.S. A Lonely Dream or something like that. It's P.S. I want to hear it. Uh, because yeah. that is something, I heard it, see, this is, I'll tell you where it came from. I was at church one day, right? And, hold on. Oh, no, it's called- Sorry about that. I just hate the goddamn police cars that we can hear. And our gain is down, and it's still picking up. That's how good our fucking mics are. But I was at church one day, and our pastor was preaching, and he was just like, a journey without trials and a journey at all. And I was like, oh, journey without trials. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm going to write that down. And I've never forgotten it. I've never forgotten it. I, I feel like when, we actually, like when we actually have a full-blown studio, like e- each wall, like we're just going to have a wall. So whichever wall is actually facing – so like we're like we're gonna be like how we are now. We yeah. just have a corner. So like obviously the wall behind me would be yours. Yeah. So you'd be able to quote and it'd be like stuff that like for like a backdrop or something. If we're like doing something specifically for you, your end would be like some a, a quote I like. It would be filled with a bunch of nerdy ass shit. Listen, it's gonna be, be like whichever wall Mason faces would just be Lord, Legends of Zelda. It's gonna yes. it's gonna be Amen. listen. <laughs> with great power this. comes great responsibility. Get busy living or get busy dying from Shawshank Redemption, and it's going to be a journey without trials. Isn't a journey at all. Those and are really my three like one quotes quote from life. Yeah. Well, uh, which was the other one? What was the first one I said? 
Okay. Great power comes great responsibility. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's Spider-Man, Shawshank Redemption, and then A Journey Without Road. Yeah, my pastor. I know. Yeah. And then, from life, Ray, why you got to be a nasty person? Because I'm a nasty motherfucker. Yeah, I'm going to have that quote. Right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, you got to face trials to get to where you want to be. And, you know, you're going to hit roadblocks and stuff like that. But you're going to get there. Start out slow. Like well, you said, I mean, yeah, but, like, start off slow. See if you want to do it, and then if you don't, sell it all because all that stuff's gonna be really great money. Well, yeah, but like, I'm pretty sure it's slow on the tip. Mm-hmm. Well, go. I mean, still I start off slow. Something easy. Like mm-hmm. I want to be a producer. If I don't get there, heck, I'll become a manager. I'll become an assistant. I'll become a ra- somebody on radio. I'll become a mu- I'll become somebody editing. Heck. I'm even looking at jobs right now for iHeartRadio, Spotify, all the other companies to try and go and work there because it has something to do with music. I just want to do something with music. We just need to really get our radio voices going on and go to a radio station. That's all I want to do. Be like, hey, guys, you were listening to the Joe, Marcus, uh, and Mason show. Like, what do I have to do for a radio voice? I, I no, yours is fine. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, yours like, is fine. Like, as we quoted, I think mine's great. So. Yeah, I have to put my, have to throw my throat in the, or my voice in the back of my throat in order to do it. Like, you were listening to 92.7 WQLZ. Boom, boom, oh, boom. Mine is. Hey, hey, guys, this is Mason. What was what that? You guys were talking about. Hey. <laughs> hey, hey, man, were you talking about my voice? <clears throat> like, like, hey, like, this is Mason Murray, and I'm. Yes, doing thank you for, for not moaning that time. Hey, anyways, let's get my boy Marcus over here. What drives you, my man? What drives you? <clears throat> uh, like, if I'm honest, I'd have to probably say, like, like, cause I've ne- like I've never cared for like, yeah. There's the people that you seek approval for regardless, but like that wasn't. I would never say that was my drive, cause I, I probably like in like sixth grade I stopped giving, I stopped caring about what other people thought. Yeah. Like, like it's, it's gonna sound weird. I feel like I was like, but my drive is just life in general. Like, I, yeah, I may have my like I may suffer from depression, so. Life may, in my eyes, at sometimes may like look like the worst thing in the goddamn world, but um, I do feel like, like, like so yeah, your whole thing with the journey. But like, I, I, I feel like life is a journey that is worth living to see to the very end. Um, so I'm too stubborn to die, even with my depression. So thank God for that. Um, <laughs> if he's sitting there, Marcus getting to a war. And the reason why he is like, um, what's the what's the word? Um, tenacious. Tenacious. That's uh, a big word for the Joe Show. Uh, 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 he has eternal know. life is because uh, it, because he's just too stubborn to die. Like he'll have like like bullets are shot at me. I'm like I'm flexing. Just like I'm too stubborn to take them. And yeah, they're like, just they're just falling like, out. They're like, like this motherfucker won't die. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, life in general because like. Yeah, I'm I'm 25, so I, like, yeah, my life as a male, my life expectancy is already shit, but as it is, but like, oh, yeah, 64 for me. Same, Joe. Same. Like, Thanks, but stop vaping. But see, I like, stop eating yeah, shit. <laughs> I mean, like, my drive is just like to live life and like see the experiences, feel them, do things, and like kind of learn. I mean, obviously, like, I'm always learning. We're always learning about life and such like that. I to like. I mean, obviously, you've lived your life, uh, you are living your life, but like you have a wife, you have kids, so like you have that journey. Like I'm hoping to get a like, j- like take part in that journey at some point in my life. Um, and but, you guys could help us out by paying us, <laughs> so we can go on trips and stuff, so we can go out and live life and not oh, stay yeah. stuck in stay or hope. No, and not, and then we get famous enough, we can have like like this is Marcus the Panty Dropper. <laughs> you get one day with not, him for fifty dollars. I have not heard that in a while. The panty dro- Wait, what? When we started a band, Marcus's voice was so low that when we said when he was going to get up and sing, oh, yeah. his voice was so low that he's going to drop. Right. Uh, the you gotta panty. do it right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean like? Okay, both Starbucks. of y'all. Now you say Starbucks. Starbucks. 
<laughs> you sound straight up like you were a ranch hand. God damn. From Texas. God damn. Ooh, listen, like, listen, now you like, listen to like a secret here. affair oh, no, with the I'm daughter <laughs> of the owner. Can you say can you say the Joe show in that deep country <laughs> for Do it. Wait, 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 wait. Can you okay, so you ready? Howdy there, partners. This is the Joe Show. <laughs> now, I really like that. Get along now, little partners. <laughs> Sheesh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I love this so much. Uh-huh. Oh, I love this so All right, guys. So we went over time with this conversation. So we're going to split this up into two parts for you right so next week you're going to be able to hear the second half of what we recorded guys we recorded about an hour and 35 minutes worth of material for you so if you want to hear the rest of this conversation join us next week all right that's what we're going to do for you as of right now i am joe i'm recording this by myself right now well marcus and mason are in the room but i'm doing this right now and if you guys like us just find us on facebook at gateway pro productions you can find us on Reddit at r slash TJS20. You can find us also on TikTok at the Joe Show 2020 and on Instagram at the underscore Joe Show 20. And if you'd like us on Patreon for $1, $3, or $5, you can become a patron. So, as of right now, I'm headed out of here. It is a long night, and we will see you guys later. We want to thank you guys for listening to the Joe Show. We'll see you guys later.